What is going on, everybody? Jordy Cannell here. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the Fun V Tailgate podcast presented by Thunderblogsports.com. It is myself and Maddie D discussing Super Bowl 57. The Eagles lost to the Chiefs. Maddie D was there. We talk about the game. We talk a little about the Eagles offseason, the NFL offseason. Then we shift over to golf. Maddie D went to the waste management. We talk about that. We talk about Full Swing, the new Netflix documentary about last year on the PGA Tour. This one was a lot of fun to record. Cannot wait to hear what you all think. Let us know. Thunderblog Sports is the handle on Instagram, ThunderBLG on Twitter. Let us know what you think. And of course, subscribe to the podcast, the bullpen cart, wherever you get your pods. But enjoy the episode. Enjoy the golf. Enjoy spring training. World Baseball Classic is coming up. And here we go. Welcome to this week's episode of the Fun V Tailgate Podcast, presented by Thunderblogsports.com, in part the Bullpen Card Podcast feed. I, of course, the G-Man, Jordy Cannell, a little somber this week, everything that happened in the big game. We had uh, our businessman on his business trip. He happened, you know, he went and saw the golf tournament, and that's why he was there. He happened to find his way in Glendale. So he wanted to talk about that a little bit. Please welcome back to the show, Mr. Matty D, Matt Stefano. How are you? I'm getting better every day. You know, I'm healing. I'm yeah. healing. It'll take some time. Okay. But, uh, you know, very, very somber mood Yes. in the city. Um, starting to remember the good times. Yes. And, I mean, we're looking ahead already. Okay. What is what did Bill Belichick says say uh, you know onto the Seattle. onto the Jets Seattle. or Seattle. onto Seattle right so that's what I'm thinking of now you know it is what it is I know there's a lot out there about the holding penalty the field the referee I, I've read it all and maybe legit Turfgate may be legit may not be but at the end of the day it doesn't matter right they're not going to undo the game so um, so yeah that's just you know how can we how can we get back there. Yeah. Sooner the better. As you know. So um because as much as I think this team is super talented, young, and has a lot of potential, so were the you know, the, the, a lot of teams haven't been to the Super Bowl, right? So it's not easy to do. It's there's a reason it's one of the biggest days of the year for sports. Yep. So we got a lot of work to do to get back there, big time. I think mm-hmm. I saw the last seventeen Jalen Hurts would be the eighteenth if he never makes the Super Bowl again. Quarterbacks to lose in their Super Bowl debut never make it back, so hopefully snaps that. Um, okay, but you put it a, a really good way, right? Of Monday stunk, really, really depressed. You and I were talking Sunday, we we're talking Monday, and yeah, it sucked. And you wanted to try to negotiate and all that, you know, all the different stages of grief, bargaining, you know, anger, all that. And on Sunday night, came to the realization of. Andy Reid just completely outcoached Gannon, who now is the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. He, Howie Roseman told him to stay in an interview, and apparently Gannon didn't yeah. realize he was up for the job. And that that's where it started. You know, the fumble and all that, and if there was a missed call, you know, you can think mm-hmm. that, you can think the holding, you can think whatever. But at the end of the day, 
the defense let it down. And if you want to blame the, the turf for no sacks and no hits and all that, sure, turf gate, whatever. But still, you know, the, the corn dog, as we learned the name of the play, killed the Eagles twice. They saw the, mm-hmm. the tape against the Jaguars and saw that was a weakness of the defense and all this different stuff. So, you, you know, they still played. They played on the same field. They played with the same refs, mm-hmm. you know, and you can be upset with the inconsistencies, which I was for a while and still kind of am, to be totally honest with you. Sure. But, you know, the defense just the defense let us down, and, and that's what it was. I think the positives coming out of it is that Jalen Hurts – proved the haters wrong and I think the haters will still hate but he played a hell of a game and I think everybody mm-hmm. saw that and the people that didn't watch the Eagles because they were on the Fox B team in the divisional round or whatever you want to say you know they weren't always the marquee game and all that you know they got to see him in the brightest lights on the biggest stage and it wasn't too big for him so that's a it's a positive to take there, whatever his salary ends up being and looking at the cap and all that. Who, However many free agents, which I feel like is an overinflated number because some of those were backups and different players that weren't as impactful. Some were, obviously, but, sure. you know, we'll see what the team does in, in the offseason. And, you know, the one thing that I take solace in is that even after the A.J. Brown trade a year ago, and I said this last week to Peter, of I didn't never would have thought they would get to the Super Bowl a year ago. And the fact they got there was great. And I thought they had a legitimate chance of winning, which is why this hurts a hell of a lot more than the Phillies losing the Phillies of the four, the team. I obviously love all four of them, but they're the team I really stick up for and care about. I really care about baseball and all that stuff. And, you know, baseball season's around the corner world, baseball classic and all that. But I, it, you know, in my gut, when the World Series started, I didn't think the Phillies would win. This one, I thought they had a legit shot of winning. I was 5 out of 10 from the moment they beat the 49ers and all that. But point being, this one stunk. And, you know, it's it's a painful loss, but we move on. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Yeah, a couple of things. You're right. Jalen played amazing. Obviously, the, the, the fumble, whether there's penalty or not, is is a huge mistake. We, we did end up being up 10 after that. I felt like the punt return later in the game. The no one really biggest... remembers because he didn't score. That really hurt us. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that was the they, that's where they scored on that same play twice. But it wasn't like they drove all the way down the field on us, right? Um, that certainly hurt. I don't think the defense – I don't think people – oh, the defense got exposed. I don't agree with that statement. I'm sorry. Exposed had a stretch. I think the defense had a bad game, but this is the same, this is the same Chiefs team that throttled the 49ers defense in the regular season. So we lost to Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback in the game, and Andy Reid, a top, maybe now a top five coach in NFL history, in particular, a top five offensive mind. There's no doubt about that. Absolutely. So, um, and they have been, this is the Chiefs offense that has been getting better all season. That was humming. And a very, I'm going to give you a thing here, very Brady-like offense. No superstar wide receiver, a stud tight, but a bunch of guys that can play, a stud tight end, and a running back by committee situation with a good, very good borderline. See, I think we forgot that this Chiefs offensive line was the only offensive line in football, in my opinion, that got close to the Eagles. All five guys are really good. The center, the guard, and both tackles are really good. So I say that to you because I do feel like maybe we, we as a fan base and as the media, underestimated how good 
that Chiefs offensive line was. Field, yeah. field notwithstanding. But I say that because it's a very Brady-like offense, in my opinion. I think Mahomes is different from Brady. I think the receivers are a little different, but not a superstar receiver, right? And they still had a lot of success. So um, the defense landed a little bit of a dud, although a little bit better in the first half. But second half, Mahomes went Mahomes. I mean, this is also what Brady and Manning and Rodgers have done to teams, right? All-time great quarterbacks make any defense look like Swiss cheese at times. So I'm not excusing the defense. I'm just Trent saying Dilfer put that into perspective. With the Aaron Rodgers part. Well, I, let's get away from Trent over there. <laughs> um, so my point being is going into next year, I still think this is a really good defense. Um, and I, you made a good point. I think the I think the free agents are being a little overhyped. Now, there are some key guys yeah, there are. To, to me. C.J. Gardner-Johnson um, is a huge one for me. James Bradbury is is a I-would-like-him-back kind of guy. He's an impact player. Um, T.J. Edwards, I think, is a restricted free agent, but he's super important in my mind. That I didn't realize the NFL had restricted free agents. Yeah, they do, and I think, I think he is because he's not anyway. So offensively, I'm not worried about as much as I like Miles Sanders. We can figure that out. Exactly. And then Isaac Semawalu is interesting. But Cam Jurgens came out and said he can play his will in the move to play guard if Jason Kelsey comes back. Now, obviously, he's an unknown, but replacing a guard is a lot easier than replacing a tackle, first of all. Certainly. So I, I do think there are key for age, and I want Brandon Graham back. But Fletcher Cox, love him, was not as impactful this year as he's been, right? No. So, and there was a, and there's a number of guys who are free agents that are probably a little bit bigger names. Kaiser White, I liked him a lot, but N'Kobe Dean should be ready to step in. I would and think so. And every – Every great organization knows you can't sign everybody. Yep. And so it's time for us to utilize our draft picks and some of these guys that have been waiting and how he's going to be good at this, right? And yep. let's recycle through them. So I'm not worried. I don't know if we'll have the same. I don't know if we'll be a number one seed. Our schedule is harder. But I think a lot of the pieces, are a lot of the key cogs are in place. Yeah. So, right. That's to me the, the key the key guys I think are still there and still ready to go. I think you touched on a really good point of the recycling aspect of how hard I've been on Howie. He's done a really good job of this, especially in recent drafts, of that he drafted in a Kobe Dean. He drafted a Landon Dickerson. And I would expect with the 10th pick and the 31st pick that trades notwithstanding, because last year, you know, they did all the Tom Fullery to, you know, go out and get A.J. Brown and still get Jordan Davis and all that. And I would still expect them to recycle in key places, depending on where different guys go and all that sort of stuff. So I'm not totally worried there. And I think you mentioned Miles Sanders. Kenneth Gainwell certainly showed he is ready to step up into that number one role. Maybe get it, find a cheap number two, like how they kind of use Trey Sermon throughout the year. So maybe they try to do something like that. That's something that the Eagles of Howie has done a really good job of is finding depth kind of in that practice squad waiver wire type of stuff and you know i'm not i'm not as dreadful as i have been on the eagles in the last couple years yeah yeah and someone said well you know hurts could get hurt so could mahomes so yeah i mean he was hurt, and then whatever whatever happened he realized he got layers layers of tape he got drugs he got whatever came back he came back and to your Mm -hmm. point of the only difference on the brady offense part is Mahomes' legs were a huge difference maker. I mean, he had that scramble in the fourth quarter where he didn't even look like he was hurt at all. That's the only difference, I would say, to to your Brady argument there. But the the idea of the pieces around him makes total sense. Yeah, yeah. And I think one other thing. The NFC, if the second-best team in the NFC is the 49ers, we're in a good spot. 
I would agree. The quarter, the quarterback talent has left the building in the NFC, well, especially, especially if, if Rodgers yeah, goes. Point. Yeah, yeah. If if we're trading Rodgers for Derek Carr, who I like, to the Panthers or the Saints, I'm not worried. So again, I think the second best quarterback in the NFC is suddenly Dak Prescott. By the way, which is shocking, um, as because he obviously had a bad year this year. But the Cowboys and, and literally might become the second Dak. best team in Keep the NFC. Dak. I know. Keep paying Dak and Zeke. Um, right. Give Tony and, pa- and the other let Tony Pollard is, walk. Let him go somewhere we else. We talked about this a little bit with Jerry Jones's quote from before the Super Bowl, but this is not the Rams. We did not go no. all in in terms of draft capital that was such a and dumb cap quote. space. Right. The Rams, guy, by the way, totally worth it. If you could guarantee me a Super Bowl, I'd blow the whole team up, right? Yeah, but flags fly forever. The, but the, right. But the Rams traded everything. All their draft picks, all their cap room, and we have not done that. Like, this is smart team building, long-term team building. So anyway, very positive coming out of the game. I'm feeling better about it. We lost by three points to the best quarterback in football, and our guy went toe-to-toe with him and was arguably better in the game. I, I, I don't. I, so again, the negative is we lost, but there's a ton of positives out of this season. We are a year ahead, by the way. I agree. I did not think this is what we would be this year, but um. And depending on how they work Jalen's contract, he doesn't necessarily have to get paid this year Correct. on the cap. Now, they probably need to do that a little bit, but they, they've, how he's good at this. And Jalen seems like the kind of guy that's going to say, I don't know if I need 45 million. I saw the top 10 quarterbacks by cap hit. Two were in the playoffs. One was Patrick Mahomes, who's clearly worth it. The other one was Kirk Cousins. The other eight guys didn't make the playoffs. Wow. Makes you nervous with cap hits. Now, obviously, guys like Joe Burrow are going to get paid. Um, you know, so there's some of these guys are going to get the Matt Stafford money, was hurt. But, sure. No, and, 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 yeah. But by the way, the highest paid cap kit is Brian Tannehill. This is a fun fact. <laughs> I didn't realize yeah. that. But, yeah, yeah, right? 38, 38 point something million, which is a little bit more than Mahomes' 35 million. Yeah. Crazy. But it also shows that that's because they're not reworking his deal because they're probably going to move on. Yeah. That's so like, you know, Mahomes will rework. So like yeah, all these guys rework the deals if they're if they're superstars. Anyway, I digress. Just a lot of positives. I'm thinking about the positives. I'm ready for the draft. We'll obviously get into that another time. We'll oh, yeah. get into a preview of the whole the plenty of time till then. And we got some great other sports happening. So anyway, we do quickly yeah. before we move on to the real reason you're in Arizona. What, what obviously <laughs> the end of the experience sucked, but what was the in-game Arizona experience like? Yeah, so um, I can compare it. I, you know, I had the opportunity to go to Minnesota. Yeah, obviously Minnesota I, I, probably is higher because they won. Well, we won, but I would say this. I, I thought the Minnesota stadium is newer and better. So the stadium, but Glendale uh, State Farm is is, the, the, is beautiful. I mean, it's huge. It's immense inside. I feel like because we don't have a dome in Philly, we forget just how big our stadium is. If there was a roof on it, like it just feels bigger than real life. Sure. Um, so it didn't, I mean, the stadium was great, you know, for the experience. Um, the city's awesome. It's spread out, which was kind of a struggle. And so, you know, I've, there were events I've in done Scottsdale and Glendale. Right. About. So a lot of driving. Um, but the NFL did a great job right around the arena. And the one positive is because it's in Glendale and not downtown Scottsdale slash Phoenix a little more open down there. It so um, it's definitely, and by the way, it a big plus compared to Minnesota. It was warm. <laughs> so it's 75 and sunny as compared to five degrees and cloudy in Minnesota. Um, they did a great job. It was an incredible experience. Same with Minnesota, with the Minnesota, same against the Patriots and which obviously the Patriots were the evil empire at the time, but 
the fans are cordial to each other. They're excited for their teams and they cheer, but there's not a lot of bad blood or violence. Like, like not like violence. I quote that, right? Um, everyone has a great time. Everyone gets loud when they need to. Um, but there's no, you know, it's just, you, you, you leave sad, but not uh, aggressively angry. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. So it's a really surreal feeling because you just kind of walk out. If your team loses, you just walk out, you're upset, but you just leave and mm-hmm. like, you just go and no one heckles you. The Chiefs fans were super nice. They didn't, they didn't heckle, right? They were like, oh, you suck, you know? So, because we're not natural rivals. So it's a very interesting experience, but it was a great one. Um, I probably like, if I take away the ending of the game, I did probably like this experience better, not just because we went to the waste management, which we'll talk about shortly, but because of being in the warmth and, you know, the whole lead up to the game. I just, this was probably a little better to me than Minnesota, but that's why most Super Bowls are held in places that are, that have a higher at like whatever there's an eight, 15 degrees or higher or something. Anyway, that's why they're all down south. Where <laughs> yeah. it's you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know exactly what you're saying, but that's a perfect transition. Yeah. The day before you're at the waste management, you and I obviously went, what I realized was four years ago. And because of COVID, it feels like it was 20 years ago, but it does feel like it was 20 years. Wow. Go it really ahead. does. I went last year. I don't know if I've actually talked about my experience last year. But I want you to walk me through your day. Saturday at the Waste Management. Sure. Well, a little different from four years ago because we did not go. We had some older folks. So we did not go at 4.30 in the morning coming (laughs) off of a bender the night before. Um, Instead, we got up like normal human beings. (laughs) Um, We got there around 10 a.m. Okay. A couple things. We got a... Very nice. A we got seats in a box on 18 through a connection, um, and it was myself, my um, my Mel, my mother-in-law Stevie, uh, Ben, and then Conrad and CT and Anna Amanda came over later. So uh, we get there now. We had a valet parking, which was much different. Valet oh, and it was yeah. I don't think it's that. Was like, it at the same spot it, the that we entered in from, or was that that a hotel that's behind the fifth? Hall? I, no, not the fifth hole. So it was okay. Here's the deal. It was so dark, and I was so hungover slash already drunk again. I don't really remember. I, I remember standing in line. I don't remember where we went in. <laughs> I think it was pretty close. Um, but I think it was pretty close. But anyway, so you know, the cool thing was that, that because of the delays, that they were teeing off again off the tenth hole. So we actually got to sit in eighteen, and where the box we were in, you could see ten, which was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but. What was really cool is going with people who hadn't been there before. And sure. so seeing like Mel and CT at, like take it all in, just walking in because 10 is late there, right? Think about that. Even though it's not, like it's like people were still coming in. Yeah. So um so a lot of people were already there and already in a good spot. So um, you know, we got there, we got to the box, really cool. And then we decided to take a walk. We went to the merchandise tent. Not bad. I this time there was a much better selection than when we went. So that part was great. Um huge though i mean that merchandise tent is massive it is uh, but we took to a walk around i wanted to go see 12 again because that's where on at lucas's bachelor party we just had such a great time and so i How decided shocking to was the difference like size wise yeah yeah, like way bigger, right? Yeah. Is that what you mean? It blew yeah, me like, away when i went last year of how i still remember it some is. of it yeah i still remember some of it by the yeah. way so for but, those that don't know um, what I'm asking, much bigger. when we went four years ago, if you watched the Waste Management Open on television, the w, excuse me, the WM Phoenix Open, 
as I as I was reminded on TV and was reminded again from watching the Netflix show. The you might remember there was an entire grandstand on the right side of the twelfth hole. When we went, it was just what a you know the size of the green were the bleachers and exactly. there was a bar behind it. Right. And yeah. last I mean, it year was, when I it went, was, it was shocking. Yeah. But continue. Mm-hmm. No, but just way bigger. So we had a great time. You know, over there, we ran into we knew a couple people that were there, so we said hi, which was really cool. Um, but that was that was pretty shocking. Now, um, we kind of headed back over to eighteen after a while away, and uh, you know, watched some guys come through, and we got to see Max Homa struggle in the church pews on yep. eighteen, which was sad because I like him, but good because it made you feel one of us. <laughs> um, you see the club throw? Yeah, I did see the club throw. I didn't see him do it, but I did see the throw. Yep. Um, probably the. I was really excited for this next part, but so Ben had a connection. His sister was on 18 and got, um, and got him on 18. And I was like, dude, go have a good time. On 16, you mean? On 16, excuse me, 16. Now, one of the tough parts here was that, um, the new system they have are these ribbons. Interesting. That that are, they tighten them big time on your wrist and you can't untighten them, um, which is tough. So it's a cool method, and you scan them on the way in and on the way out, which is why. So you can't leave you can't without a it. ribbon. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, granted, you could. There's ways to do it, right? But anyway, um, the hard part is so I go over. Ben's like, I got one for you. So I'm pumped up. I jog over. I go to get it. It's the size of a toddler. I can't get it <laughs> over my knuckles, dude. So, and I try to go in with it, and she's like, got to be on your wrist. Get out or I'm cutting it. And I was like, oh, crap. So I bounced. And then I got Mel over there, and it fit on Mel's wrist. So Mel got to go and enjoy the 16th with Ben. Ben met Biz. Ben saw Bryce Harper. Ben had a great time. Mel had a great time. Maggie was there. It was awesome. Yeah, you, um, you, you I answered was, my question of yeah. I asked Ben to sick Biz on you, and I guess it didn't happen. Didn't happen. No. Here's the positive. One, I have reason to go back because I still have not been on 16. Two times, never been on 16. Two, I mean, I'm really happy, obviously, that Mellon had a great time and Ben. Yeah. But I went back over to 18, you know, sat with my in-laws, who I thoroughly enjoy their company, and I got to watch some people. Let me put it that way. I watched the guy that was passed out uh, between 10 and 18, who they stacked beers around and took pictures with until the EMTs came over. Then he woke up and left. You know, you got to watch girls try to walk down hills and heels. You know, all that fun stuff that you get. So it's half golf, half people watching. That's the best way I can put it. It really is. Um, That's such a good yeah. way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, but I, um, you know, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say I, I. So when I went last year, I might have told this a year ago after I got back, but uh, we went Friday instead of Saturday, so not as many people, not the two hundred eighty thousand. So we were able to sneak on to the general public area of sixteen. We got to nice. go back and just be a part of that sea of people. Mm-hmm. It is so, and I said this when we had James the Chiefs fan on a couple a couple weeks ago. Even if you don't like golf, for one, we're going to talk about the Netflix show in a couple minutes. But this is a tournament you got to watch solely for what you just said, the people watching reason of like even this week, like you have the characters out there that are in the Tiger stuff because Tiger's playing this week. But it's nothing compared to the waste management. And it's not just 16 because you see all the crazy shit. Did you get a chance to get to get over to the Oasis between uh, I think it's no. five, six and seven? Oh, no. Oh, God, I got to go back. Yeah, we we (laughs) like that was the nice thing about going Friday is that we were able to walk around a little more. So we saw more of the course than you and I saw four years ago and and all of that. 
and it was fun just to like kind of walk with a group. We walked with Thigala. I think we saw Kepka for a little bit, but Thigala was the one we kind of was like, oh, like we found out his story and all this stuff. So we were very interested in him and, and everything there. But like the Oasis was almost like a rock concert. Like it looked like there was a stage. There wasn't a band playing or anything, but it looks like that place was about to pop off. And then sure. that, that hotel I was asking you about, like, we exited through that way. And that place looked like it was about to turn into a nightclub. And obviously, like, the 16th hole has the bar that we almost went to in the bachelor party. And, like, still, like, that's another, like, there's so many different, like, checklists to go into the waste management outside of 16 that you just got to do. So we got to, like, sure. I don't know, like, we go and just strap GoPros to your son or something as he's running around. <laughs> You know, I was about to do the Manny yeah. D noise, but don't, no one can do the Manny D noise like you. Maybe your son will in, a, in about a year, but uh, probably my son. Yeah. <laughs> if I have a son, maybe he can. Maybe he'll hear you do it, and that those will be his first words. And I'll have to question my my fatherhood abilities. I, your fatherhood abilities. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's one thing I I would say too, and this is really important, and I really hope, really hope the um, the um, uh. Major, like PGA understands this. I don't want this to happen. I don't want this to become the Winter Classic. So I'm going to shut my crap on the NHL for a second. Yep. Winter Classic was remember the first couple of years, so cool. Yep. Right. Totally was a huge boot. And then they they had this, they have all the stadiums. They keep coming out with new outdoor games. Yep. And this is a unique event for the PGA. It's different from any golf tournament you've ever been to. The only ones that I think gets close, Ryder and Presidents, maybe a little bit. Right. Kind of but that and kind unique. of 17 at the players. Uh, yeah. I not think, not I think to like the rowdiness degree, but in terms of like sure. the hooting and hollering. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. I don't, th- my biggest concern is that they change this and make this, like they, they have other, they, this should be the only tournament like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't need, I don't, don't need seven at Pebble to turn into this where people are on right. boats and all that don't shit. Don't dilute it. Now, yeah. I don't mind having people there. Like the size is not the problem. The rowdiness though, this should be the only tournament in my opinion, that's like this. So that's my hope. Um, I don't screw it up, PGA. This is unique. It's not for everybody, right? So if you've got an old, old school guy, they need to they need to know what they're getting into before they go, right? Does that make sure. sense? No, it totally does. Like I, I told CT multiple times, like this is not the golf tournaments that we go to together. This is not, you know, the US Open at Marion, right? This is a unique event that nothing else is like it. And I just hope the PGA continues to do that and doesn't ruin this by like having more than one event with the similar style. And it's also really, to me, the only like 16, I'm, I'm sure you could do it at other holes, but I don't even know what the hole looks like without the stands. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it's weird seeing the my... old highlights, like the tiger hole in one and I think it was like 1988. Right. Like how Still different it was. People, we talked way, to those guys like now. four years ago when we were there, they were like, we've been coming for 25 years. So that's from right. 1994. And they're like, yeah, this is, way different and it's cool they were able to do that and to your point on the nhl like they even realized they overdid it now they only do the one extra stadium game they do one in canada and one in the u.s outside of the winter classic and that's this weekend and i only realized that because i was watching golf today and there was an ad for it on espn (laughs) plus so they even realized like oh yeah like this is probably a good money grab in terms of being able to have more than twenty thousand people at a hockey game but I don't know if the public inter- part of that's the ESPN thing. And that, that's a podcast for another sure. day. But yeah, I, I agree with you of like, because even my point of like 17 at, 
at TPC Sawgrass, the players, is it's not even it's kind of that way of people, you know, the loud O's and clapping and all that when they either hit or miss the green, but it's not the same as people throwing beers for hole in ones or long birdie putts like John Rahm had or right. whatever it is. So mm-hmm. yeah, keep it keep it there. Have the other events have their moments. Let the like the big crowd moments like people following Tiger or Phil when Tiger won the the tour championship or Phil won the PGA. Like let those happen organically and let this be the you know manufactured moment that the people open up. I was trying to pun that, but but that the people really take advantage of. Yeah, exactly. And think... I, again, it doesn't mean there can't be individual holes or moments, but this should be the tournament that's like this. Sure. Uh, yeah. So since you went to both the golf tournament and the Super Bowl, and you've been when just the golf tournament is there, do you think it's too much in Phoenix? Um, I don't think it's too much logistically. I think it. I think it diluted the crowd. I think you had a little bit more corporate. Okay. Uh, people that were there for both, um, whether that's celebrities or money or whatever. I think that kind of ruined it a little bit. Again, okay. not the end of the world, but I did feel like there was more people that were there for the Super Bowl that just happened to go to the waste than some of those traditional waste management type crowd people. Right? Sure. Does that make sense? No, that so, makes total sense. That would be the one thing I would want to point out. I think. Um, and again, still a great atmosphere, but I, I did, I felt like there was a little less energy outside of 16 still yeah. a ton i mean not 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 i don't want to like i'm not it wasn't bad i just i felt that yeah no i get what you're saying because it definitely when i went a year ago that was from every uber driver we had and everything there they were like pumping up the golf tournament and they sounded concerned about having both and they never explicitly said that but it kind of felt like they right. were like the nfl is coming the nfl yeah. is this big machine what is that you know machine influence going to do to this kind mm-hmm. of unique thing. Cause even if you go to Phoenix outside of waste management weekend, you kind of get the, and I don't want to say kitschy in a derogatory way, but like it's a kitschy feeling that people are really excited, whether they're from the Midwest and they've retired there, they, the LA transplants. Cause I learned when I went a month after the waste management a year ago, that's a big thing. And that's why, Phoenix has blown up as much as it has or the greater Phoenix, Scottsdale, Glendale area. But still, like, they take that very serious of everything that comes into that culture within there. So, like, you know, I get exactly what you're saying in in terms of what I gathered from an outsider's perspective. Yeah. And again, still great. Um, And the thing is, because of how wide open Phoenix, the whole area is, right, literally multiple cities, like I said, yeah. If you will, within it, it makes it easier, you know, for, um, for them to manage it. Like, I don't think this is something Philly couldn't handle that many people, right? No. Like, it's just too tight of a city. To your point, when I um, went to go get my Uber last year, leaving the waste management, we walked to that hotel and we walked down the driveway of it, and then there's like an open lot that's just desert and a Walmart next to it. Right. <laughs> like, there's nothing like right. that hey, in the Philadelphia expand, area right? yeah. or New York exactly. or anywhere on the East Coast. So it's very unique in mm-hmm. that sense, and it's cool that way. Sure. Yeah, no, 100%. I totally agree there. So, um, yeah, but a great city to host something like this. I, I heard, like, a million extra people were in the city, which is just, like, a crazy amount of people. So, 
um, like it, but wow. Yeah. That's uh, but they managed it really well. And they had the same thing like cattle corrals for people getting in and out for Ubers and all that jazz. So, um, so yeah, but um, hopefully uh, we'll be able to visit a different city like uh, Las Vegas. Vegas would be insane to go to the Super yeah. Bowl next year. By the way, it's Vegas, New Orleans, and then my money's on they go back to L.A. in three years. You think That's so? That's where I would – yeah, I think I'm they – I'm kind of wondering they, when they're they going to go back to Miami. I heard the issue with Miami is that they don't have a full roof, and so if it rains, oh, the field like still the bear, gets wet. the Bears-Colts one? Yeah, and I think they're – I think they've asked them to, like, finish it or, like, put a retractable on it, and Miami hasn't figured that out yet. But I, I just – I heard that's the grapevine. Um for the grapevine, I read it on a reputable source, but he heard it through the grapevine. Kind yeah, of thing. So, no, no, I get yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I feel like L.A. is probably going to be the to use, continue the golf motif here, the Oakmont of the Super Bowl because it's right where you know it's the NFL's crown jewel, right? Uh, right. So I feel like you're right that it's probably going to be like a once every four years type of thing. Or maybe every three years, so it's not always on whatever network. Because now they're now they're incorporating ABC back into it, so right. it will be once every four years. So, but I think you're right. It's it's going to be more often than not there. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if LA does how often they host the Super Bowl. Can they recapture? And this is like a very meta comment, but can they recapture kind of the same aesthetic they did with having the halftime show they had with Dr. Dre and all of that like at what point does it get to that corporate aspect sure yeah no i agree 100 percent um i but i i'm excited for them to go back because i want to go yeah i mean <laughs> granted i hope we go before then i flew um, to but, la yeah. a month before the lockdowns and i remember thinking oh man i hope i don't get this coronavirus thing really oh, yeah like yeah. talk about cold takes of like oh yeah this coronavirus thing i wonder what that's about what if that's here on the West Coast? Jesus. But I remember seeing SoFi Stadium being built, and I was like, what the fuck is this right. thing? <laughs> yeah, I got to see it, though. Yeah. Right, yeah. It's, so, um, it's massive, and you like you can't miss it when your plane is landing at LAX. It is wow. insane. That's wild. Yeah. And I, like I said, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they decide to keep going. Like, San Diego's out right now, right, because they don't have the team. Um, will they go to San Francisco? Cause that weather's iffy. They have before obviously, yeah. but, um, anyway, so just Houston, see where they'll go next. Dallas, Houston and Dallas on the list. Jacksonville still, I think on the list, even though I'm not a huge fan of the location, just cause yeah. I don't think they have the nicest well, infrastructure. They, they only did it for the Eagles Patriots Super Bowl 18 years ago. That's true. Good point. So they, they really, yes, I haven't really done Atlanta, it. Atlanta so. or is college football kind of have the chokehold on, on Atlanta? I'm surprised that they haven't gone to Atlanta. Yeah. It's a huge city too. Like, I, I, I'm a little shocked. That I could see maybe. Do the Panthers need in. a new stadium for them to go to Charlotte? I feel like that's a good one. I think it's too cold. Yeah. yeah maybe People don't realize, dome. like, how north it is. That's a good point. So, Chicago, if they go dome, could get one. I don't know if I agree with that statement, but they could. So. Yeah. That Oof. was. So, we were in Chicago. Since the last time that we, we podcasted together, I was in Chicago. We drove by Soldier Field, and Emily noticed oh, the old soldier field and all this, and, like, it being on the lake, she's like, what's the deal with this? And I was like, I've only been in August during the preseason, but it is, even then, it's windy. And Justin Fields' yeah. comments that have since gone viral from, uh, pardon my take, I am not a Chicagoan, so I'm not going to state my thoughts one way or the other, but uh, 
you know, it'd be interesting to see what the Bears do. Yeah, it will be. So the offseason's here. We talked about some stuff with the Eagles. I would assume your biggest storyline for the NFL offseason is Aaron Rodgers, because that's mine. Yeah, just because I think he's the biggest chip in play, yeah. right? And he's the biggest potential. I mean, obviously he came up a rougher season, but I think he's still got two or three left of the tag. He's he's a difference maker. The biggest positive is for us is that he's going to the AFC if he leaves. If he leaves. Um, you know, but there's some good options for him. I think the Raiders make sense from a, like from an optic standpoint. Yeah, he kind of has that. that. And he kind of has that Raiders swag. I, I think I the Jets make a lot of sense to me. The other team that I think is a dark horse for him is Miami. Interesting. What because they're in do? a win now mode, they just they just move on. They don't they just cut him or they leave him on the bench and just say, "Hey, we're going with Aaron for a year." So, um, Tua gets Tua gets what came to him with Jalen Hurts. There you go. Right now, I'm not I'm not a Tua hater. I you know they could just sign Tua to to his fifth year extension, let Rodgers come in for a season, right, and then figure it out afterwards. I don't know, you know quarterback factory in Miami right so but I do think he's probably the biggest I do think he's the biggest storyline um and you know and I think the next biggest in terms of like on the field is probably Derek Carr and where he ends up going um I don't know if he fits the Saints overall but I think that would make them a really formidable team because we know they have a lot of talent there yeah so I was gonna say uh, he heads. a Carr or a Rodgers Carr to the Saints Rodgers to the to the Jets what makes that so interesting is the Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave of the factor, a young raw receiver with so much talent that we saw this year and see what a veteran quarterback with a good arm can do for them. Right. And, and I think to your point though, Rogers, if he's interested, he, he had, we have tape on them in the NFL. We know they're good, but we, he can see how they, his big, you know, his big thing, he doesn't like the, the rookies that always run the right routes, so on and so forth, but he could actually see that already. So, yeah, um, yeah, I think both, I mean, he figured I it out with Christian Watson mid-season, so. Yeah, yeah, that's right, and Watson became really good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a huge storyline, though. Um, a lot of good stuff will happen, but that's a big one. I, I do think, um, you know, I, and there, some of the things the NFL is going to have to deal with Um but obviously there's rumors now about them trying to ban the Eagles best play. Yes. That's did you see good that? Point. I did so see that'll that. be intriguing. Um, that's been talked about for a, a little bit, but now we're actually in the off season where this is where yeah. the real. And I hate to say it, it by the way, but I'm actually pro. Um, pro no getting push. rid of pushing. Yeah. No, no push. push. Yeah. Mostly because th- unless they decided to say, if the defense pushes you back, because the hard part is, you know, you get forward progress, right? Yeah. Um, so anyway, I don't know. That's I'm actually a fair take on it. it. Yeah. It's, I mean, I'm fine with no running back pushes, partially because the offensive line did such a good job with it that, and Jalen Hurts obviously has the strength and all that. So, like, there's some of that. But I get what you're saying of there's forward progress, so why can't the defense push back? That's, that's a really right. good take. And they can't. I mean, I I know why they can't, right? So I'm not like immune to that part. Like I get it, but it doesn't mean I don't want it. There's to probably be. a player know. safety aspect to it as well, of like sure. they push in the wrong spot, all that. Like, oh right. Or like, hey, can I just pick you up and start running? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like Austin Eckler, you know, Jordan Davis just pick him up and run down the field. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. To your point. So, 
Uh, we'll see what happens, though. I think the NFL's in a really good spot. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they decide to do. Um, I do think it's one of the weaker like quarterback draft classes this year, even though people thought it was going to be good originally. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm more excited about the the other positions, particularly line coming into the draft. Sure, there's a lot of good, like good, a lot of good rushers. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. we get back to so, more of a traditional prior to Ezekiel Elliott coming out type of draft, whether it's either a big name quarterback or a big name lineman, which, you know, maybe we get a Kyle Long and he's fishing and he can't make it to the draft. <laughs> yeah, 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 I got you. Yeah. Uh, but no, it should be a great offseason. They should continue to dominate the headlines in a lot of different ways. You know, the NBA will get its moment coming up here, but um, still the NFL is still king. Can so. we talk about the fact that for two years in a row, and maybe it's been longer than that, but I've noticed it two years in a row, of the NBA trade deadline has been the Thursday before the Super Bowl, and they try to make these huge moments. And last year it was two trades from the Nets, Harden to the Sixers last year, and this year Durant to the Suns, ironically to Arizona, where the Super Bowl was. But they both just didn't, and obviously this year I had my mind very focused on the Eagles, but even last year, why why not just make it right before the All-Star break or right after the All-Star break? Like, why even try to compete with the NFL leading into the Super Bowl? Yeah, that doesn't make I, – yeah, I agree. Like, I don't I don't know. The NBA is probably, to be honest, the second most popular it of is. the major sports It is. It's definitely right number now, two. Right? Would you agree? Yeah, it's number and two. It's, ga- it's gained – I don't know if it's gained ground on the NFL, but it's, it's, it's pushed beyond the other two big time. Yeah. Um, and it's as well, popular as Well, you get to the point band. now, they're like – there are psychos on the internet who think the NBA is the most popular sport – and I think that's part of why, like, those psychos think, like, it's fine where it is. But it's not. The NFL is still the most popular. And you're not right. seeing people in Germany at a German Chiefs bar or a German Laker bar. <laughs> Lakers right. might, might not be the example because the Lakers are popular everywhere. They're like the Yankees in baseball. But to that to that side of the point, baseball is not really that popular in other countries. Obviously the world baseball classic might say otherwise in a couple of weeks, South America, you know, I think, I think below us and then Japan, but other than that, I do. I agree. Yeah. Than that. But yeah. I don't know. You're right. The NBA is number two, but why even try to mess with football? The NHL figured it out with their, with their all-star game of do it the weekend of the pro bowl. No one cares about the pro bowl. And really no one cares about the NHL all-star game, but at least they're trying they know not to mess with with the NFL. Golf moved the FedEx Cup to not fuck around with football. And the only events they know that might garner attention away from it are the Ryder Cup and the President's Cup. Mm-hmm. So what makes you different, NBA? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And, you know, again, maybe they're just taking their shot. Maybe this is their one opportunity to surpass, but it's not even close. I mean, it's not. And again, the the NFL, and I don't want to get to a rabbit hole we can go down there time, but the NFL is different because – it is one day a week. I know I know there's Thursday and Monday. I get that. But it's they own that day and it and then they can talk about it. Their games aren't happening constantly. And it allows the news cycle. Like, you know, the problem right now in the NBA is, you know, Donovan Mitchell goes off for 70 points, but there's games the, the next day. So I think the NFL is unique in it the way it's structured and scheduled. Um we'll see what happens. You know, it's still a, it, the big the big push and the big difference from someone who plays other fantasy sports outside of football. Oh yeah. Fantasy, fantasy football is that's the big difference. Correct. Right. It's, that, and it's, it's the a most huge popular deal. one. It's mm-hmm. the one 
like that Super Bowl squares, all of that, like that's what you're talking about in your office, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. instead of talking about what happened on insert water cooler shows over the last however many years, on Monday you're saying, how'd you do in fantasy? Or the Monday right. after the Super Bowl, oh, congratulations, Peggy Smith. You have this, <laughs> the whatever, the third quarter squares. Oh, congrats, Peggy, and all this. It's like, and then you start talking about the game. Like, you're not yeah. talking about a basketball game, a hockey game, a baseball game, a golf tournament, a tennis match, whatever, unless, like, something crazy happened. Or, like, Correct. your boss yeah. was at the Phillies game, and you're like, hey, man, that called third strike in the eighth inning really sucked, huh? Like, or, like, <laughs> or actually even to that point, like, you probably only are talking about that if it's the Kyle Schwarber slamming his bat because Angel Hernandez was a psycho in a random May baseball game where the Phillies were on national television. Right, right. No, I agree 100%. And so it'll be interesting to see you know, if the NBA can keep up its momentum. Other thing, too, is um, every year half the playoff teams are different in the NFL. Yeah, that's and true, Every too. team – I know this year it looks like that wasn't the case. Every team at the first two seeds went. Every team has a shot, though, and that's also a huge deal. It is a huge um, that deal. every team has a chance when they get in the playoffs. Well, that's yeah. the thing, and not to really make this a general sports conversation, but when the Phillies went to the World Series, there were the Dodger people and all this that were like, you know, the five-game DS is so terrible, and, you know, the NBA, they have the right teams, in other words, the higher seed, winning so much more often. The NBA is designed that way, to have right. like, five or six teams. They literally added... They expanded the first round from five to seven games because they didn't want upsets. The Knicks beat somebody as the eight seed in 2000. They were like, nope, no more. Seven games in the in the first round. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like they ruined the underdog story. The underdog yeah. story is great. The Eagles winning the Super Bowl, Tom Brady with Nick Foles. There's a reason I why hate, March Madness makes a billion dollars every year. Right. Think about think about the fact that the Giants have two Super Bowl rings over Tom Brady. That was good for business, like really whether you business. like it or not. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Anyway, not right here to trash the NBA, but you're right. I don't know why people try to compete with the, um, with Just, the yeah, NFL. Let the NFL do its thing. Yep. And the NFL also, the, the crazy thing about it, the NFL season lasts literally for five months. It lasts from the weekend after Labor Day until not that long. Right. In every other sport, their regular season is six months. Yeah. yeah, in the uh, NFL, from the first snap of the regular season to the Super Bowl is five months. It's insane. And they got us. They've got us paying attention. Yeah, the whole time. Anyway, so we're running out of time. Yeah, and sorry. I know you haven't watched, but Matt, you got to watch Full Swing, the golf drive to survive on Netflix. I want. I mean, I've seen a few little clips. I'm all in, man. I can't wait. So I'm really excited to watch it. Yeah. So here's the first cell. Episode one. So I know you haven't watched Drive to Survive. So they focus on this one is focusing on certain players every episode. Drive to Survive okay. like mixes in like driver focuses. Sometimes it's a certain race. And I'm sure I haven't finished yet. I'm only through three episodes. So maybe the end is the FedEx Cup. First episode though, it focuses on Justin Thomas and your guy, Jordan Spieth. Oh boy. You're already in. I like Ep- that. Episode mm-hmm. two the masters episode focused on scotty <laughs> scheffler and brooks kepka and i cannot believe that augusta national let, let netflix them. get these shots of the golf course it is so beautiful 
It should have wow. like a some sort of warning of males, all all males, all golf heads. I'm trying not to be offensive in this, but like that's sexual content to them. If you like golf, this is sex. It is so yeah. great to see. Like they get like drone shots of Amen Corner, and it is oh. just great. Like I wish my only qualm is I wish they spent more time showing it, and maybe they do. Because the first one, it talks about Justin Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth. It's aired out of order, so that's one thing to know going in, because they talk about JT at the PGA. The next one's oh, about, okay. the, about the Masters. And then the third one is about is about Liv, and it's about Ian Poulter and why he decided to go to Liv. Actually, it doesn't even confirm he went to Liv, but it talks about... Or no, it does. It, it shows the first Liv tournament, but it shows him at the PGA, so it's a little out of order. But it's so great. Okay. You, you gotta... You know, I know Mel likes that's golf. Fun. So no, we'll tune she in. I, have watch the same, I don't need to give you the same selling point I've given to my other friends whose wives don't necessarily like golf, but Emily, who doesn't like watching golf, is loving it. So for you, That's the listener out there, Easy sell. if you like golf and your significant other does not, they're going to like it too. If you don't like golf, you're going to like this too because there's drama. It's a lot of fun. If you haven't watched Travis Survive, go watch that too. Season five's airing soon. You know, no free ads, but Netflix is everybody has Netflix. It's fucking giant. So it's not really even. Yeah, it's not just call that. me. I'll get you my login right here for now. Not anymore. Not anymore. That's right. I already they did crack, that. Yeah, never mind. Don't down. call me. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not part of this. Matt running the illegal password racket. Shh. I mean, to Stefano, you know, it, it runs in your genes. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm not. Maybe, no Mar- comment. maybe that's no why. Comment. Maybe that's why Maroletti left Washington. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> no comment. All right. Well, Matt, thank you so much. Appreciate of you hopping on. We're going to get back to the waste management. It's going to happen. Yes, we are. I can't wait. We'll Maybe a box on 16 next time. Okay. Well, uh, depending on. I'm trying to get you, trying to get you too excited. Go ahead. Sorry. I mean, you're getting me excited, but, to, you know, depending on. If, it's, if I have a boy, I know how much I eat. So that's a lot of money for two of me. And if I have a girl, you know, I like the finer things in life. So she'll like the finer things in life. So either way, my kid, whatever gender my kid is, they're going to run me into the ground. So maybe in a couple <laughs> years, we'll go to a box. You know, we'll figure That's it good. out. We'll figure it out. Let's but do it. Either way, everybody, thank you for listening. Thank you for letting us have our somber moment with the Eagles. We did it with the Phillies, so it was only right to do it with this one. Again, thank you to Matt, and uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, all that good stuff. But for my man, Matty D, I am the G-Man. Have a great weekend. Let's go, Phils. Trey Turner is a Philly!